Paul Lewis, welcome to Pittsburgh. I'm Jim Cunningham from WQED-FM. It is a joy to meet you. We hear you on the radio. You know, QED is the classical radio station for Pittsburgh, and your marvelous recordings with Harmonia Mundi are on the air all the time. Congratulations. Bravo. Mozart this weekend. Yes, it's, it's just wonderful to be here. My first time in Pittsburgh, first time with the orchestra. Um, I'm playing this utterly beautiful piece, this, this Mozart A Major Concerto, which isn't the, the most played A Major Concerto. That's the other one, K488. But this one is so, it's so beautiful and, and sunny and, and radiant and, and lyrical. It's always a pleasure to play. Special features of this piece that the audience might not be aware of? Anything that you find particularly amazing? Mozart always does some nice writing for the winds, does he not? Do we have that in the A major? Well, actually, it's quite unusual because there's not a lot of that. This is one of the, the concertos that Mozart himself designated, you know, you could play as a piano quintet, and he used to play it sometimes with just a, a string quartet. Um, and although there, there, is, there are winds in, in the piece, um, when you do it without the winds, um, you know, you, you maybe you, you can have one of the string players uh, fill in a little bit, but they're, they're not melodic parts, so the winds don't have any melodies, you know, so that's, it's quite unusual in that sense. Um, but, yeah, the, the piece itself, I mean, it's, it's, it's not a piece of, of virtuosity, you know, it, it's not a piece where there's any sense of show at all. It's all lyricism and it's it's very it's very chamber-like in its in its character and has a last movement which is quite quirky and, and humorous, um, an allegretto. And there's a moment of one of Mozart's inspirations, uh, J.C. Bach turns up. Uh, it's said that the Andante was a tribute in a way to Johann Christian Bach. There's something quite hymn-like about, about that Andante. Um, in fact, Mark Elder in the rehearsal just now described it as um, having the sense of a prayer, you know. So it's, it does have the sense of, of being, yes, like a, a tribute um, in that way. But it, it's the most beautifully introspective piece. You know, it, it's, it's one of those movements that, that you really can shrink the hall. You know, you can draw the walls of the hall together and, and draw people in with, with the sound. We want to know about you since it's your first time on the Heinz Hall stage. Uh, you've had enormous success with Beethoven, Brahms, Liszt, uh, Haydn recently, and Schubert, of course. Uh, so great. No Stockhausen. No uh, contemporary music so much. No, I, I do occasionally play contemporary music, um, but you're right, not, not a lot of it. Um, a few years ago, I played a premiere of Thomas Lacher, a piano piece by Thomas Lacher, who's a wonderful Austrian composer, um, also a pianist and, and a good friend. And in 2025, actually, I'll be playing another of, of his premieres. I, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit cautious. You know, I'm not one of those people that can just devour scores, you know, sort of eat them for breakfast and then have them all in the, have everything in the fingers by, by dinner time. Um, so I'm a little cautious with, with new music. Um, I like to take my time. I like things to settle. And I, I like to know that I'm, you know, convinced of the music because, you know, if you have questions about whether you like the music or not, then you're not going to convince anybody else. So, so yeah, um, it, it doesn't feature a lot in my repertoire, but, but it does from time to time. Tell me about your musical path. Your parents were not musicians. 
No, I was born in Liverpool. Um, my parents had very normal working class jobs. My, my, my dad originally worked on the Liverpool docks and my mum for the local council. Um, and there was no music in, in the family. But, well, I, I wanted to, to play the piano, but actually at school at that time there was no piano teacher. There, there was a cello teacher, however, so I started playing the cello. And I was rubbish at the cello utter rubbish um, but I, I'm, glad, I'm glad I had the experience um, learning the cello I ended up marrying a cellist as well so I'm, I must really be a wannabe cellist <laughs> How many years in Liverpool? I well uh, when I was 14 I went to Cheatham School of Music in Manchester and I boarded there um, but it wasn't very far, you know, it's about 30 miles away from, from Liverpool so it's, it's not, not like really leaving home but from 14 to 18, I was there. And then at 18, I went down to London and studied at, at the Guildhall. Um, yeah, and, and I've you know, been around London for most of my life, really. And a year and a half ago, we moved to Norway. When did you connect with Alfred Brendel? Well, that, that was while I was at Guildhall. So that was in my third year. So in fact, 30 years ago now, um, he came to the Guildhall to give a masterclass. And I was one of the students who, who was lucky enough to play to him. And after, after the class, he said, you know, we, we'll keep in touch. And then from, so this was 1993. And for the rest of the 90s, I would go and play to him at his home in, in London. And it was, it was a huge privilege, really. Amazing man of such deep thinking and musicality. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the honor of, you know, um, being that sort of up close to, to someone, uh, to a musician of, of that depth and that range of knowledge. It was, I mean, every, every minute of it was, was an eye-opener. You know, the, there was a, a door was opened, you know, <laughs> every, every time he said something. And when he demonstrated at the piano um, to witness at such close range how he would create sound, because for him, you know, the piano is not really a piano. It's just, um, it, it's a vehicle to make all sorts of sounds, you know, orchestral sounds, vocal sounds, um, and to, to see how he would do that with different types of, of articulation in combination with specific kind of pedaling and, and all of this, it was absolutely fascinating and really made me think that, you know, made me realize that, that the piano is, can be so much more than, than a piano. I remember the last time he was here, I had a chance to speak with him very briefly, and he had bandages on his fingers because they were bothering him and I had to ask about it and he said of course they always say Brendel is plastered <laughs> because yeah. he had the bandages on but I later learned he said that to everybody yeah that that was his one-liner he said I can only play when I'm plastered yeah that's right <laughs> yeah but a great sense of humor absolute very dry uh sense of humor all I mean it, it was always there you know he always had a twinkle in his eye um he's and, and of course now he's he's 92 and you know mentally he's it's amazing he's he's really all there and, and just as sharp as he ever was 2016 you're on the queen's honors list congratulations <laughs> did you meet the queen i didn't but it was it was charles who is now of course king charles who who was doing the the investiture the ceremony when when i was there um yeah that that was that was an interesting that was it was a fun day out you know we've got three kids and they were excited to go to buckingham palace and 
the the whole experience was was wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> well, of course, in this country, we were fascinated with the royal family. What's the story with Harry? What's going on there? You seem to have so much baggage now. How how long have you got? Um, <laughs> it's I, I must be one of the the only people on the planet who has no opinion about this at all. I mean, I, I just think it's, it's the whole thing is just kind of celebrities, you know, doing what they do with celebrity culture you know Harry and Meghan and and the royal family I mean I see it all as the the same kind of thing and it's it's not really my my kind of thing I'm just I'm not that interested in it but it seems to be a subject that um, one is obliged to have an opinion about so I'm I'm quite sort of happy not to have an opinion, <laughs> to be honest. I'm afraid you'll be asked again. The Penguin Company said it was their best seller in the nonfiction category ever, the I, book. I read that they, they sold a million and a half copies in the first day or two or something like that. Yeah, well. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and what's in the pipeline for recordings? We have been loving your Brahms uh, late piano works. We offered it as a... Thank you, give to our listeners who help out with our fundraising drives. You know, we don't have the funding the BBC does, so we ask listeners for help. And uh, it's been very popular, and we really enjoy listening to it. What's on the way? Well, thank you. Um, the, the latest CD, actually, is um, Schubert Sonatas, three early Schubert Sonatas. I'm, I'm spending this season and next season playing all the completed Schubert Sonatas. And I recorded most of uh, Schubert's the, well, the last six years of Schubert's piano music uh, about ten years ago. So this completes the set of completed sonatas, if you see what I mean. I, my, my first recording more than 20 years ago for Harmonia Mundi was um, Schubert sonatas. So I kind of completed that set now. Um, so that's that's the latest thing, yeah. Well, we're delighted to be doing a live broadcast of the Mozart tomorrow night with Sir Mark you must be a radio guy working with the BBC a lot. Do you listen to the radio when you're in the car? I do, all the time. Uh, radio 3 is, you know, BBC Radio 3 is the classical station. Radio 4 is the uh, sort of the, the spoken word station. That That's that's the station to listen to in the car. I, li I like to be not distracted by anything when I listen to music, oh, so I try not to do that in the car. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Sir Mark, you mentioned you know him. You, you've worked together before. We have, yeah, uh, quite, quite a lot. Um, known him for 25 years. 25 years ago, um, I played my proms debut with, with Mark, um, Listy Flat Concerto. So that, that was, a, that was a, big, a big gig for me at the time. Wow. And how about the big gig at the proms of playing all the Beethoven concertos? You were the first pianist to do that. I know, uh, astonishingly. You would think that, that someone had done it in, in all those years that the proms has been going, but apparently not. So, um, yeah, that, that, that felt like a huge responsibility. Um, and it was quite a stressful summer, but it was a fun summer in the end. I know you have to get to the hotel. I've got to leave you. But we'll see you tomorrow night, and I'll look forward to hearing it. Do you know Pittsburgh? Or are we a big question mark? I got here yesterday and it's my first time. So I, I walked up to, I think it's Deutschtown um, and, and had a meal there yesterday. Um, so that was, that was nice. It was a super nice meal. So yeah, I look forward to, to exploring a bit these next days. We've had some English rain for you. I hope you feel at home oh, here. I do. I do. Well, we live in Norway now, actually. It's all snow, you know, so, um, but, but yeah, the, the rain, that certainly makes me feel at home. All the best to you. Paul Lewis, thanks so very much. Thank you. Thanks for having me.